listening to the Baby Your Baby podcast with me, Jade Elliott, where we talk all things pregnancy, children, and parenting. Don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends. Baby Your Baby is a KUTV2 News podcast and is sponsored by Intermountain Healthcare, Broadway Media, and the Utah Department of Health. You're listening to the Baby Your Baby podcast with myself, Jade Elliott, joined today by Dr. Hans Reinemeyer. You are with Intermountain Primary Children's Health. You're a spokesperson for the American Academy of Pediatric Dentistry, and we are talking about the ever-important topic of brushing your children's teeth. Thank you so much for being with us. Absolutely. Thanks for the invitation. I'm always excited to talk about children's teeth. Yes, and as a parent, you're always excited when your baby gets that first tooth, but uh, you know sometimes that process, of course, can be a little long and sometimes painful before that tooth comes in. And before that tooth even comes in, you need to start thinking about your your baby's dental hygiene and, and the health of your baby's mouth. Um, you're gonna answer a lot of questions for us today. You're gonna talk to us about the importance, of course, not only brushing your children's teeth once they get them, but also taking care of, of your baby's mouth, of those gums uh, before those teeth even come in. So. I think a question a lot of parents probably have is, you know, when should we start brushing our children's teeth or even before they have teeth? Yeah, I mean, you bring up a really good point. I like the, I like the comment that you made about before teeth even erupt, we need to start thinking about things that are going to be happening soon. I, I, um, I think that the more motivated parents are um, beforehand from a prevention standpoint, that can go a long, long way um, as it relates to the the, the health of a child's uh, mouth and teeth, and so uh, it's it's early. It, it's important to know when a child is uh, an infant that um, you be aware of the timing. When are teeth expected to come in? And then when they do come in, then what do we do? Do we start brushing? I think a lot of parents think that oh, it's it's not that important um, at that young age. And even if I did have an interest, how in the world am I going to brush an infant's two teeth? You know, so um, one of the ways that we can alleviate parents' concerns and lack of education and curiosity is just, um, as I've mentioned in, in, in other um, opportunities through the media, is just to make sure that you establish that dental home um, by one year of age. Um, get together with a pediatric dentist who can help um, you with a lot of these questions that you may have as, as, an, as a new parent. But yeah, it's, it's very important to start brushing a child's teeth as soon as they come in. Teeth can decay as soon as they come into the mouth. And so learning these techniques early is really important. So for babies, how should we t take care of their gums prior to, and then transitioning that into our toddlers? How should we be uh, showing them, but also letting them learn on their own how to brush their teeth? Yeah, I think it's important to recognize age-appropriate behavior and expectations. And so going, starting with an infant, um, you know, the best way to clean the baby's gum pads and early um, handful of teeth is um, when, I, when my kids were little, I would just keep a little stack of gauze, um, next cotton gauze on the changing table. And so when you're changing diapers, you can take a, a, a moist a uh, piece of gauze and just wipe the gum pads and you can wipe the teeth off. That's very, very simple to do. Um, you can actually use infant uh, toothbrushes as well. Um, sometimes that requires a little hand holding and maybe a little cooperation between parents. If one child holds the, the infant, the other one can kind of just gently massage the gums and the, and the new teeth with an infant toothbrush. 
Um, and then as a child gets a little bit older, they're going to start to become a little bit more engaged. You can teach them. Um, you can work with them. Um, but, yeah, look, understanding the developmental milestones and how many teeth we're talking about, how much cooperation that you have will go will make a big difference in how you actually, you know, pull that off. Yeah. So, our- so yeah. So for infants, you know, wiping wiping the teeth and gums off is the very most important thing you can do for an infant. Um, using a, like I said, a two by two gauze or uh, an infant brush. And then as they become toddlers and you get them a a child's toothbrush, um, I know for us we have electric toothbrushes, and so then our kids wanted electric toothbrushes, um, and they thought that was fantastic, and so it was kind of you know telling them about the process and then showing them, you know, how we did it, how they should do it, and then encouraging that and, and helping them along to do it themselves. Yeah, you bring up a couple of really good points. Um, you mentioned electric toothbrushes. I think it's really important that kids get excited about the process as much as you can. And one of the ways you can do that is take them to the pharmacy, the grocery store, and let them pick out their own brush. And maybe they pick out their own brush at, at your most recent dental visit. But if, it's, if a child is excited about the toothbrush that they picked out, they're going to be more apt to use it. Okay. So letting, giving them some, um, engagement in there, giving them some ownership and the toothbrush that they picked out will go a long way. And then the next thing is, um, is helping them along the way. And a good example of that is what's called the tell, show, do method. That's a behavior management technique we in the pediatric dental offices use. And basically that means just tell the child what we're going to do and why we're going to do it. Again, this is age appropriate, but try to describe to them what we're going to do. And then the next part is the show. And you can use a doll, a stuffed animal, an action figure, whatever it is, and use a little toothbrush to brush their teeth. And then you're actually going to do it. So it's tell them, show them, and then do it. And then, and then when you get to the do stage, it's important to give them the opportunity to the best of their abilities based on their own um, ability to do so. Um, a chance to do it themselves because the more they do it, the better they're going to get. But understand that based on the age, they're not going to do always a very good job. So then it's your job as a parent to step in, show them the areas that they missed, help them with the areas that they missed, and just complete the job. And I think that that interaction um, of working together, teaching the youngster, maybe brushing your teeth while they brush their teeth, that can go a long way uh, as opposed to just go into the bathroom and brush your teeth and, and hope that they do a good job because that's just not going to happen even in the teenage years. Yeah, because a lot of things can be missed. And I know that just from personal experience with our kids, um, they'll always ask, they'll brush their teeth and we, and we do kind of all do it together and they'll brush their teeth. And then Jack's our youngest. He'll always look at me with his mouth and say, did I get all the germs out of my mouth? And then I look <laughs> and I say, well, let, let me see. And I'll, I'll take his toothbrush. But Throughout that process of doing that, just within the last six months, um, as I was going over his teeth again, I noticed a little spot in the back of one of his very back uh, back teeth. And I didn't make a big deal of it to alarm the situation. Um, and he was already scheduled for a dentist appointment the following week anyways. And so when we went in, I made note to our dentist, you know, that I had noticed this spot. And sure enough, it was a little cavity. And, and the, yeah. you know, yeah, and, and, and that, without and that help, it wouldn't have been noticed. Right. You, you, did, you, you were the perfect parent in that situation because you were engaged in their oral hygiene. 
and that engagement allowed you to work with them to make sure that they were hitting all spots but it gave you an opportunity to see what was going on in the mouth and you noticed that spot early on so that's great if you're just sending your kid into the bathroom hoping that they're doing the best job you don't always see those things and so that actually worked out really well in your situation and i commend you for that um you know, kids, we, we can't make the assumption that they're hitting all the areas. A lot of kids do really good up front, but they don't hit the back. Maybe they do better on the left and they don't get the right. These are the kind of things that we need to be aware of. Some kids will go into the bathroom and, and just splash a little water on their teeth and call it good. we got to make sure that they're using the right amount of toothpaste. Um, these are all the things that, you know, it just doesn't take that much time. Um, and so just stay involved and stay involved as long as you feel like you need to because every kid is going to be different. Yeah, I do have to admit right off the bat, though, I didn't expect it to be a cavity. I just thought maybe he had some food back there still from dinner, and so I just kept brushing it and brushing it and brushing it. And he's like, Mom, right. why are you still brushing my tooth? And I said, just <laughs> making sure I'm getting all the germs out and then realizing to myself, oh, I think this actually might be a little cavity. But, yeah, it, it is important, you know, and, and we've done it, um, you know, with our, with our older daughter, our 7-year-old as well. Uh, she's actually to the point now where – she asks us to set a timer. She goes, I need to go brush my teeth. Can you set the timer, please? So from yeah, both great. ends I, of the spectrum. I, I think I, I, we've talked a little bit about making sure that you hit all the right areas and, and why you do things, but I think timing's important too. I mean, some kids go in and just brush for five seconds and think that they're good, you know? So, um, you know, when you're brushing a, a toddler's tooth, you know, just the length of an ABC song may be appropriate as kids get a little older like yours you mentioned the length of a song that's that's a great gauge too. Um, set goals in terms of time because you can't always do a good job um, in a sh real short amount of period of time and so whatever again motivates your child to spend the right amount of time goes a long way. And the other reason I don't send them in there on their own uh, is because the amount of toothpaste that can be used when they're left to their own devices. I'm assuming children shouldn't be using excessive amounts of toothpaste. Uh, what is that perfect amount? And like I said, that's why I don't send them in there because then there's toothpaste all over. Right, you certainly don't want them squirting it out all, all over the bathroom counter. You don't want them loading up so much toothpaste that they're foaming at the mouth. I, 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 you know, toothpaste is a wonderful thing. It helps us keep the teeth clean. The added fluoride that you get in toothpaste is hugely beneficial, but you got you also have to be careful with how much that they use. And so, the general rule of thumb is is for an, uh, a toddler, you want to use what we call a schmear, and a schmear is basically just a a real light wipe of some toothpaste on the bristles of the brush, or the um, a, enough toothpaste that mimics the size of a piece of rice. And so it's not very much at all. And then when kids get a little bit older and they can kind of rinse and spit a little bit more, then you can progress to about a pea-sized amount, but that's a that's a lot less than most parents think that you need. So, um, so grain of rice for a toddler, and then a pea-sized amount for other you know um, younger kids. I think that that's the appropriate amount. Yeah, and those are those are good kind of visuals to give because, um, like I said, sending them in on their own, they end up with a mouthful of it, um, and I applaud their their independence in wanting to do it, but. You know, if you are able to, as a parent, have that visual of the amount and what it should look like and be able to give that to your, to your child as well, you know, saying, you know, just a little, a little swipe of it, just like the size of a piece of rice like you had for dinner or that pea that we ate earlier, um, I think that can help mm -hmm. them with that visual as well. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. You use descriptive terms that the children understand, and then again, another reason for parents to supervise. And so, as we appreciate their independence and them wanting to take care of their dental hygiene, we know we need to monitor. We know every child's different. But at what point, as a parent, do we feel like they can handle it on their own? Well, um, I think, you know, as I mentioned before, I think once kids can sort of tie their own shoes, um, then that gives you a hint that they have the manual dexterity to maybe do a good, thorough job. Um, but again, parents need to not assume that they're doing a good, thorough job. And so you need to monitor how many times a day that they're doing it and how much time they're in the bathroom. So if you, if you, if you send your child in to brush their teeth and they, they come out, 10 seconds later and you notice that the toothbrush is dry, they haven't even gotten away, you know that they haven't done their job. So even though they have the physical ability and coordination to do it, you still need to monitor how many times and the time that they're spending in there. So it's not a bad idea to stay very much engaged as a parent. Yeah, no, I think that's absolutely important. And and we should also mention it's not just the teeth, but kind of that whole mouth, you know, making sure you're brushing your tongue and everything like that too, right? Right. Oral hygiene goes, um, you know, beyond just keeping the teeth clean. We want to make sure that we don't um, get gum infection, gingivitis, um, which could progress in adults to periodontal disease, especially as adolescents and young teens get into their orthodontics. We want to have established those good routines early because when you have a mouthful of orthodontic appliances and wires, it complicates the situation. So you want to make sure that you establish those habits early so that when they get to those stages where, you know, they're, uh, they have crowded teeth and orthodontic treatment and all that, that they're, you know, staying on top of uh, good hygiene there. Because you can actually get some pretty devastating results once the braces come off. If you haven't brushed your teeth very good, you get staining of the teeth, you get cavities underneath those braces. So, yes, starting early, interacting with your, your dentist for education, working with your kids, supervising your kids. Just stay involved as a parent. Again, we've mentioned that it doesn't take that much time every night. And the prevention is so much better than the cure. Uh, and so that just goes a long, long way in terms of their overall uh, dental and oral health. Yeah. And what about flossing? Because even for some adults, flossing can be a challenge or something that every time you go to your dentist every six months for your cleaning they say have you been flossing and you say well i've been trying it all starts at a young age <laughs> and we and, and we know if you've been telling the truth and how we can tell so um it, it does it does it does start at a young age now one thing parents have to understand is uh, when the baby teeth come in oftentimes baby teeth have spaces between their teeth and so you don't necessarily need to floss those particular areas in a youngster, but in a young child, wherever you see two teeth that are touching or in contact with each other, those are areas that are more, most prone to decay between the teeth. And so working with your, the child's ability to learn how to floss is going to be a lot more difficult than brushing. So oftentimes it's going to take uh, longer periods of time for the parents to maybe do it for their child. If you can brush, twice a day i don't expect always the i don't always expect the flossing to occur every day but as much as you can do it the better there's lots of little ways that you can floss i mean obviously you can do the, the finger thing but it's hard to do that um on your youngster and it's hard for them to do that but there's little floss threaders there's water picks there's all kinds of little things 
And really any of those things that you can buy over the counter that seem to be a, um, an aid to brushing teeth and keeping your mouth clean, um, go for it. Again, we've talked before about engaging your child. And so if there's a great toothbrush that gets them motivated, awesome. If there's another little gadget that you see at the at the pharmacy that they seem to be able to handle well and seem excited about that um, works, go for it. You know, there's, they're really not going to do any harm. It's just a matter of getting them enthused and willing. Yeah, I think that's so important, getting them excited about doing it. And I love what you say, too, about the prevention being easier than the cure. I think that's important to remember when it comes to the dental hygiene of our children and, and making sure that it is started at a young age and that we're getting them used to it and kind of in that flow of the morning and night routine that they do with, you know, brushing and flossing because that that will carry through, you know, into adulthood and can really prevent a lot of problems that could come later on. Absolutely. Yep. So, Doctor, what about mouthwashes? Are mouthwashes safe for children to use? Are there certain ones that they should or shouldn't use when it comes to their dental hygiene? Yeah, mouthwashes can be a good adjunct. Again, it's not a substitute for good brushing. It's, it's to be used in addition to. Um, a couple of points that I think parents should be aware of is you don't really want to start introducing mouthwashes until kids can rinse and spit predictably. So for your infant and toddler, mouthwashes are really not recommended at all. As kids get a little bit older um, into their childhood years, elementary school years, um, a fluoridated mouth rinse um, would be good. So they make um, Colgate and and uh, crust, they all make their own versions. But what you're looking for is a children's fluoride mouth rinse. Um, that can be a good adjunct. What you really want to avoid in youngsters is uh, some of the alcohol-containing mouth rinses, such as Listerine. Um, those those provide really no benefit to your child. Those can be used as an adult. Um, but uh, yeah, so so wait until your child can rinse and spit, and then use a children's fluoridated mouth rinse as an adjunct to your regular brushing routine, that can be helpful. Well, I appreciate you so much answering our questions. I know, uh, you know, intermountainhealthcare.org has a number of information and resources. Um, um, the American Academy of Pediatric Dentistry also has some online resources. If parents have questions, where should they go? Yeah, so our national organization is the American Academy of Pediatric Dentistry, as you mentioned, and within that um, website, there are parental resources, there's activities for kids, um, just a lot of things that we've talked about today that help educate parents. If you look specifically for the Mouth Monsters link, or if you go to mychildrensdentist.org, um, there's a lot of really terrific resources that can help educate and motivate parents and then educate and motivate um, kids as well. So I would um, encourage you to check out those resources. Um, and then really most importantly is just maintain um, your periodic checkups with your dentist. Make sure that you have a good relationship and, and just utilize all the education that your pediatric dentist can provide for you as part of those visits. Great. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, Dr. Ryan Amir, pediatric dentist with Intermountain Primary Children's Hospital, also a spokesperson for the American Academy of Pediatric Dentistry. We so appreciate you being with us today. Thank, thank you so much. And that concludes this episode of the Baby Your Baby podcast, talking about brushing your child's teeth. Thanks for joining me, Jade Elliott, and our guest for this week's Baby Your Baby podcast. If you have a topic that you'd like our Baby Your Baby experts to discuss, leave us a comment and don't forget to subscribe. 
Baby Your Baby is a KUTV2 news podcast and is sponsored by Intermountain Healthcare, Broadway Media, and the Utah Department of Health.